leaning into my natural instincts has been something that I've that I've found that's helped me find my personal style, finding pieces that I love how they fit me, knowing what silhouettes are flattering and kind of not really caring about what what others think and how others may perceive your sense of style. I love a trendy moment and I'm always keeping my eyes on the trends, but I feel like it's not it doesn't always need to be followed exactly how it is. It's not you shouldn't wear something just because it's trendy. Like if you like it and you're drawn to it, go for it. But but recognize that there's always room to to put in your personality and I think that's what makes everyone special and unique. Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. Happy Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How's everybody doing? I can't believe we are already on June 9th. It just baffles me how quickly time is going. And I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet because to be honest, I'm not really doing all that hot and I definitely need to get to bed. Uh, If you've been following me on Instagram the last few days, you've been seeing me chronicle my intro to bar prep and definitely in the thick of things now. This is my last week truly being active on social media starting June 16th. I will be off social media um, for about a month and a half and that's weird. I have never truly shut off like that even when I studied for the LSAT I mean I did log off but I also wasn't doing what I'm doing now but even then I still went on it every once in a while but I think I'm going to be deleting the apps from my phone to just not even give myself the temptation because as you know and we all do it we get sidetracked we go on to see one thing we give ourselves five minutes and then we've been there for 30 minutes and it's just not really productive anymore and I really really need to buckle down and you know everyone that I've talked to that has done it before says that I'm doing fine that I'm gonna be okay that to take time to rest to still have fun to enjoy my summer here and there so I'm not getting so you know in my head about it but at the same time I feel like there's so much more that I could be doing and that I should be doing and it's not even imposter syndrome and I don't really believe in that anyway and I've talked about that but it's like just like I'm I'm fighting myself on it I'm really anxious I'm really just struggling in general with feeling like I'm getting it and I know that I could be doing a lot more putting in a lot more effort in than I am and I feel like I'm already putting in so much but I'm just so trained that it's hard for me to give more but I know that I need to be kind enough to myself to take time to rest and give myself that break but also push through and push forward and just know that it's a temporary sacrifice and that it's all going to be worth it i just need to give myself these next few weeks to really do what i'm meant to do and do what i'm supposed to do and that it'll all work out the way that it's meant to but i do need to put in some work Um, I apologize for any background noise that you hear. I know the air just shut off. People are talking in the background, um, like in other parts of the house, but it's par for the course when you move back in with your family and I'm really trying hard to just keep, keep a hold of everything and, and just 
and breathe. Honestly, I just feel very overwhelmed and I've just had a really rough couple of days, but I'm giving myself this week as a last week of a buffer and starting Sunday, I am buckling down for real. Um, you know, it was birthday dinners and family obligations and my brother's in town and him and I go at it like cats and dogs and, you know, just navigating being back home at 24 years old when I have my own life and I have my own thoughts and feelings and opinions and interests and life and so do my parents and I have to be respectful of that and it's hard it's been hard to navigate it really has and you know my parents are hybrid so half the week they work from home other days they work in the office but they alternate which days and like the days that they're working from home I have to go to my grandma's house because they're going to be on calls and it's just really disruptive to my overall environment and my overall just flow of my day so just kind of it's a new normal for the next two weeks um and I just need to get my head on right and I'm yeah I'm struggling and you know I'm always gonna be open with you guys on here and tell you how it's going and I'm gonna continue to do that in the intros of these episodes up until the bar exam and I just needed to share that you know I'm not doing too great and if you're also not doing too great for whatever reason big or small you're not alone I'm here I would say dm me and let's chat about it but I, I won't answer the next few weeks, but just know that you're not alone and I'm here for you and we've got this. Um, this week during one of the Barbary strategy webinars that we had um, during my bar prep course, one of the professors said choosing confidence is a strategy and she said that about the bar exam, but I, I took that to apply to life as a whole and I want to share that with you guys because I really love that choosing confidence is a strategy it's a strategy for not just an exam or school or dating or whatever it's it's a strategy for life for moving forward in life you know no matter what has happened in the past no matter what struggles you're facing or have faced or other hurdles or obstacles in your way if you go into it with your head high knowing that you can do it and you will do it you're gonna be okay you've got this and feelings are not facts that's another one that i got this week and that's the one that i'm more so struggling with because sometimes it is so hard to not get bogged down by the feelings even though i know that they're not reality but sometimes they're so loud and something like the bar exam is such an individual sport and it is a marathon not a sprint but it's such an individual sport that sometimes it's really hard to get your head out of that fog especially when you are living at home or around people that aren't going through it and haven't gone through it before so choosing confidence is a strategy and really quickly before i introduce the guest this week which i'm excited for and it's gonna be a lot more upbeat than this intro um but you know gotta keep it real and i'm using this platform the next couple of weeks to really tell you how i'm doing since i won't be on stories and on instagram 
TikTok and all of that. Um, but a quick suck and sweet of the week. My suck of the week is just that, you know, because I'm so in a fog and overwhelmed, my communication with people hasn't been as great as I would like it to be, especially with people close to me. And I'm just a lot more short fused than I normally am. And, you know, I'm argumentative, I'm picking fights, or people are picking fights with me, and I'm what I would maybe brush off or, you know, be sarcastic about, but let go. I'm going after it. And then not that I feel guilty after, but I like I overplay everything in my head. And it's like I keep the fight going in my head and all the things I wish I would have said or want to say or can go outside and go say. And that's not healthy. And I just, I'm, I'm not really proud of that. And it's something I do want to work on. But right now, my priority is the bar exam. So I don't really get to put, get to work on that, which is another suck because I feel like all of my growth and my everything that I've overcome, I feel like I'm losing a part of myself now that I can't work on it actively these next few weeks because I just, that that's not my focus. And it's, it's a definitely a struggle. It's just not really be able to use the tools that I've used in the past. And I kind of feel like I'm going through it all over again. But again, I know it's temporary and I'm choosing confidence as a strategy and just pushing forward because I know I can do it and I know that I've got this. And my sweet of the week is that I got to see Top Gun Maverick tonight and what an incredible film. I have always had a soft spot for men in uniform, well men and women in uniform. My dad is a marine, he's Operation Desert Storm and I have quite a few friends that are also in the military and actually a few of them are fighter pilots some in the marines and some in the navy and you know it's something that we bonded over in college and getting to see them go through flight school and you know go through everything that they've been going through to become aviators in the military um it's something so special and getting to see the film and which i grew up watching and the first one and I re-watched it last week or two weeks ago in preparation to watch the new one and getting to talk about it with my friends who live this. It's something really special and it's such a heartwarming movie. There's, you know, action. It's My heart was in my throat most of the movie and, you know, because of the action scenes but also just the story behind it and if you have not seen the first one, please go watch it and then go watch this one and let me know what you think but... It was such a heartwarming movie and the story behind it is beautiful. You know, about believing in yourself and trusting the process and believing in others' belief in you and allowing other people to guide you, but also knowing when to be a leader and take charge and being confident. And it was just such a special film. I really, really enjoyed it. And so that was the highlight of my week so far. And of course, another highlight is coming on here and chatting with all of you. But enough about me. I'm so excited to introduce this week's guest, Laura Vila. She is a fellow Miami girl, fellow content creator and influencer. She is someone that I have looked up to in this space for so long. Um, when I first started, I had no idea that girls in Miami or girls my age were doing this. 
but in the last couple of years I've discovered a group of girls here in Miami and they're all really good friends and I've gotten to have two out of the four of them on and I'm super excited to continue to have the other two on now that I'm home and hopefully record in person and there's so many conversations that I can't wait to have with them and just finally get to meet them in person and hang out with them and go to events with them and learn from their career path and what they've learned so far and just taking all the tips and tricks that I can because it is so inspiring and getting to talk to Laura today just made me so excited to come back to Miami because I was still at school when I recorded this and be done with bar exam stuff so I can immerse myself in the Miami lifestyle that we know and love and we talk all about that we talk how she got involved in social media and why she chose this career and she used to work for the Miami Heat and then choosing to leave the Miami Heat to pursue this full-time what that was like how she manages to do it and talking about her style and which is amazing by the way if you don't follow her 10 out of 10 recommend you're gonna want to follow her after this episode for sure but like go follow her right now and like look at her pictures as you hear our conversation because her style is impeccable just I love her so much and I'm so happy that I finally got to have a conversation with her when I started the podcast. She was someone that I knew I wanted to have on. So this is a big pinch me moment in a time in my life where there's been quite a few pinch me moments, but this conversation was especially special to me. And oh, quick update. So many people have been pitching me to be a guest on my own podcast, which is crazy because every guest that I've gotten up until this point and for the next like three or four months that you're gonna listen to i've reached out to myself so having people come to me and say that they want to be on my podcast is so cool it's just it means that people are love my podcast are interested in it want to use my platform to share their stories they think i'd be a good vehicle for that and that is so heartwarming and i think that's like the word of the episode but or at least the intro but yeah, this episode with Laura is really fun. I have so much fun with her, and I hope you guys enjoy. So without further ado, I promised a short intro and it ended up not being super short. Without further ado, meet Laura. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, how's it going? I am doing great. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I was telling you off air that when I first started this podcast, right before, like even before, like you were someone I've been dying to have on, so I'm really excited chat with you because you are a fellow Miami girl you are an influencer and you have built an incredible Instagram social media business community online and you have the best style so I'm so so excited to chat with you before we jump right in I want to go beneath the surface what's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you well firstly thank you for for the kind words uh you know I'm so happy to be here speaking with you. So I'm definitely excited. So I appreciate the the uh, the compliments. It's, it, it means a lot, you know, when you hear it coming from someone who is a fellow Miami girl who's been here from the beginning, because I know that um, we've connected for quite a while. So um, again, thank you. So something someone might not know about me, maybe my sense of humor. I don't know if it if it really if you I could relate my sense of humor online as much as it is in person, but my family and friends know that I am a jokester. I'm constantly pranking people, laughing, everything. It always has an undertone of humor for me. So I feel like maybe that's something that isn't so obvious from from my website and my page and everything. 
Yeah, I the only time I've realized, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, the humor that you have a sense of humor. Not that you didn't, but like that we got to see it was the <laughs> other day with Alexa and the housekeeper. And you like <laughs> one of them storied you like saying something about it. And I was like, oh, like I like this side of her. Like I wish we saw more of this. Yeah. Um, so that's that's funny. so funny that you say that because we recorded it and originally Garo had put it on her close friends and, and then she's like, I don't know if I could put this out. Like we're like I, I feel like it's a really intense I'm like, put it, I don't care. Like, you know, we try to spare each other from posting embarrassing <laughs> footage that we have of each other, but I was like put it it's funny and we were all dying laughing so that the, I, I like that you also appreciated that one because we were cracking up I just it's I and I want to talk about you guys like your little like your you guys the four of you you Gato Olivia and Alexa have really built like you are the four like when I think of influencers in Miami like you are the four that I think of you're also my age like age group and like but you are the girls that I want to be friends with I want to go to events with I aspire to be have a community like that and like a little like squad that you guys do everything together and it's I love getting to see your guys's friendship and when you share the funny moments like that and I think Instagram is really transitioning into more real and like authentic and in the moment and not so curated so I love seeing like those moments that you guys are starting to share of each other because yeah you didn't before but little by little Alexa starting to share a lot more of it and you guys now are sharing more and it's, it's fun. I love seeing that side of you guys. So I'm, I'm happy that you guys are sharing that because it's fun. Well, thank you. We've actually, the friendship is relatively new. I would say we've always like, we followed each other for quite some time, but recently in the last few months, we have really connected and we started hanging out more. Um, I even was able to travel with, with Caro and Olivia. So just getting to know these girls that I feel like we have a, a mutual connection. We automatically understand each other. And in a world like this, you don't really have coworkers. So it's really interesting to be able to find someone who I guess are like your pseudo coworkers. And we're constantly bouncing like business ideas off of each other. Um, you know, in this world, a lot of people gatekeep information and gatekeep contacts and deals and contracts. And we are very transparent with each other. And I think that's really why we get along just on a basic level. Like, Hey, how is it working with this brand? You know, do they pay a fair rate? There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I know other people don't get to experience because we don't really have coworkers. So being able to connect with those girls and then get along on a friendship level as well as a business level has been amazing. So I'm so grateful for that group of friends that I've built. So I appreciate it. I speak on their behalf that thank you. Appreciating our friendship as well because we love um, hanging out and showing everything about it. Yeah, I'm friends with um, Olivia and Alexa more than Garo. And I've talked to, I've told Olivia this when we go out, like, you know, like I want to, like when I first met Olivia, I, you, you and her work knew each other, but Alexa and Garo weren't really a part of that yet because this was like two years ago or a year ago. And I was like, I love your friendship with Laura, like how you guys work so well together because yeah, it's, it's true. We don't have coworkers doing this you know, especially leaving a corporate job, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And now going into this where you're on your own, like you have a sounding board. And I think that's so special. And I just, I hope to have, I'm moving back home now after I graduate in a few months. And it's just, I'm starting to build those friendships in Miami with girls like you that are doing what I'm doing in Miami. And I'm like, I want, I can't wait for that. Um, so can you talk a little bit about, yeah, you had a corporate job. You used to work for the Miami Heat and you have recently left to pursue social media full-time. What did you do at the Heat? How did you get that job? So I absolutely loved working at 
the heat. I started right out of college. So back in 2016, when I graduated FIU, I started as an, in, it was an internship while I was at FIU. And when I graduated, I stayed at the heat and got hired on first part-time and then school-time. And there I centered a lot around group sales, you know, event planning, getting big groups out to games. And initially it started out with concerts and then it transitioned to games. And I absolutely loved it. It was such a learning experience for me. I really appreciate having a corporate background because I feel like it really polished my professional skills and how to deal with clients, uh, be client facing. All of that was really important to me to have that foundation. And I, I apply it now. And though sales may seem like it's not totally related when it comes to social media, at the end of the day, most of the time you're trying to convert some sort of sales. So when you're dealing with these brands and these companies, the bottom line is how much are you going to pay? What are the sales? What are you looking to get out of this partnership? So some brands are looking for brand exposure, but many times you just want to translate to sales. So having that sales background, that corporate background was really important to me. And I, I did that for almost six years, five and a half years at the heat. And I love it. And I'm so grateful for, for the time there. But while I was there, I was simultaneously working on my content creation and partnering with brands and the influencer journey. I was doing both for a really long time and during COVID it came to the time to the point that I had to kind of choose which I want to do you know I was able to manage both from home and eventually when the offices started opening back up back up it was like okay am I going back into the office or am I going to try to take this full time so I decided to take the leap and I am so happy that I did I actually so I caught connected with you through Taylor Infante because you guys work together at the heat and I knew that you worked there because of her, I, I didn't know that you worked there. You then started sharing a little bit more about it towards right before COVID, but I actually got to go to the JLo concert because of Taylor, Ooh. which was so cool. One of the best concerts ever. And then I started seeing you talk more about working at the heat. So I thought that was really cool. How did you start posting on social media and building up that business? Why, why did you start a blog? When was it? And you know, you said it's been a few years since you started and you've been able to take it full time. So when did it start for you? Yeah, so it definitely started. I cannot, I, I wish I had like a really cute anniversary date that I could give you and be like, this was the day that I started it. But I hate that I don't have an exact date. I can guesstimate that it was definitely when I was in college. I was at FIU from 2012 to 2016. So I started right around the middle of my time there. And I started sharing very slowly. It was just something I worked in retail at the time. I absolutely loved it. And I was constantly getting approached with styling requests. What are you wearing? I would wear certain clothes and they'd be like, where did you buy that? And sometimes it was from the store. Sometimes it wasn't. So um, I started recognizing that people were interested in what I was wearing. And I also enjoyed sharing it. So little by little, I started photographing my outfits. And if you look back at my old photos, they're totally cringeworthy. They, they were not, they were not something that I'm looking that I would post now. However, I use, I always tell people, just start posting. It's never going to be perfect. Had I waited until I was like absolutely 100% satisfied with my photos, I maybe would have never even started. So back then, you know, I just started sharing little by little, tagging brands. And as you start growing slowly, and I, and I keep emphasizing slowly because it hasn't been like an overnight success by any means. It's something that I've worked on day in and day out for what, like six, seven years at this point. So yeah, I just started sharing it. And eventually the brand partnerships started rolling in a lot of gifting collaborations in the beginning. I still do some gifting collaborations, not as many obviously as before, because it, it is my full-time job, but you know, I, it started with gifting. Then I feel like a lot of times now people 
shy away from that. And they're like, no, you know, if you're not paying me, I'm not doing it. And totally, I understand, you know, get that money girl, but also recognize that you start somewhere and that's how you build relationships with brands and you show them your value by slowly but surely really growing and posting them organically, then gifting, and then it'll sometimes transition into a paid collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm kind I'm still in that just now starting to get brand collaborations and stuff. And, you know, yeah, I, I say all the time, like my content will be so much better when I'm home because my environment is better. Miami is just where I'm meant to be. So I'm going to be doing a lot more stuff and I can share a lot more. But if I completely stop doing that, the Instagram thing while I was at school, then I wouldn't be able to have built what I have built little by little. And it is super slow. I started 2018, took a break, started again, 2019, took another break, really started end of 2020 or well, mid pandemic is when I really started for real. So it's been still two years and it's been very, very slow growing. How did you begin to start building these relationships with these brands where you can go from gifted to paid or do you pitch yourself? Do you have a manager? How do you work with these brands, especially being in Miami where, you know, the big influencer industries are really LA, New York. You're doing it in a city where now it's starting to pick up a lot more. A lot of people are moving here. It's becoming an industry worldwide, nationwide, but you started doing this in Miami where it wasn't really a thing. How have you been able to build it as a business? So definitely it starts with just sharing brands you love. So if you're going to take it back, it just starts with sharing brands you love that you feel like you connect with on sometimes a daily basis. You know, take a look at your medicine cabinet, take a look at your makeup bag, like what are products that you use and you love? And you could start sharing yours organically. And once you start tagging, brands start noticing you, you know, I even feel like it's easier now to get noticed than it was several years ago, because even though there are so many more influencers and content creators, also these brands now have teams dedicated to finding people, scouting, you know, that didn't used to exist. It used to be maybe one girl running the Instagram and she also had 45 other jobs. And though that is still the case, I know that, um, especially in marketing agencies and brands, people wear many hats, but I feel like now there's whole teams dedicated to scouting talent and people that they want to work with started just that and then really continuing to post and it just sounds uh crazy but just put it out there put it out there don't think too much about it post the photo post that video especially now even on tiktok the silliest things will pop off you know what i mean you know i i actually just had my highest viewed tiktok that i've ever posted and it was sitting in my camera roll for like three months I was like, oh, this is so silly. Like, am I really going to post this? And I posted and it blew up. So it's like, it's one of those things that people are just like you and they just want to see off the, off the cuff content and just post and be proud of it. And being able to transition it, I think a lot of it comes from my sales background and I'm really strong in negotiations. So that's something that, you know, I talked to, to God of Olivia and Alexa about our negotiations, you know, we'll send each other contracts. I'm like, go for more, ask for more. Now there's so much value in the influencer industry that that negotiations are one of my strong suits. And it's really worked And being able to, to negotiate my deals has, is the only way that I've been able to transition full-time because I don't have this crazy huge audience that, you know, naturally all the money is going to roll in kind of thing. It's I have to like constantly pitch myself, prove my value. And then there I'm able to justify the paycheck that comes with those collaborations. 
Absolutely. We actually talked about that the other day, you know, I'm wanting to use my law degree in a non-traditional sense. And because I'm an influencer myself, because a lot of my friends are, I see the need for, yeah, you're reading contracts all day to work with these brands, you know, charging more for exclusivity, charging more for usage rights, knowing what those things are, what rights you're signing away if you don't negotiate for more or if you don't redline the contract to make sure you're taking out words like perpetuity and other things like that that if you don't have a contracts or negotiations background or really understand what you're reading you can get into a lot of trouble or just miss out on a lot of opportunities and yeah it's so so important to know your worth and ask for more like that's I really see the value in using my law degree to help girls just people in general who want to do social media work with these brands and know what their rights are and where they can charge more so they can really build a business doing this which you've been so lucky to be able to do and it's so special and important having friends in the industry who are also doing it so you like again bounce back off of each other and if you don't have those skills yourself which thankfully you do and I know Alexa does as well in her business that transition over and you guys are all able to work together which is super nice how have you so you said your style has evolved and the pictures you used to post wouldn't be something you post now and I know you used to work at Princesa which used to be my favorite boutique back in high school too how has your style evolved how have you developed your personal style your home decor style because those are the things that you share that you're very well known for and people love seeing so how have you figured out your style? Well, that's a great question. Um, yes, I did start in Princesa. And actually, before that, I worked at Blush, which is funny as a full circle moment, because obviously, Alexa now owns a Blush. But yeah, so it's a full circle moment for me. I'm really grateful for my time working in retail, because you learn a lot about styling, and you learn a lot about your own personal style as well. So I think that the way that my style has evolved, maybe it's just like matured a little bit. Sometimes it's a little bit edgier. I even now lately have really leaned into like a masculine style with like a feminine twist. So there's a lot of changes and I think it's always evolving. I don't really ever see myself staying within one, you know, one specific kind of style because the same, the same way that I'll wear, you know, oversized trousers and a half, then the next day I'll wear like a floral fitted dress that's super feminine. So it's constantly evolving and I have fun that way. I don't think anybody really needs to fit in any specific really tight category when it comes to fashion and I feel like sometimes people now you hear a lot on TikTok I don't know if you're big on TikTok but now you hear a lot about being like stay in your niche stay in your niche do this do that and I feel like we could all be a little bit of everything we're dynamic human beings and constantly evolving so I find comfort in knowing that I don't have to have it all figured out all the time you know today I feel like wearing sneakers tomorrow I feel like wearing heels you know so I'm constantly evolving and just really leaning into my natural instincts has been something that I've that I've found that's helped me find my personal style finding pieces that I love how they fit me knowing what silhouettes are flattering and kind of not really caring about what what others think and how others may perceive your sense of style I love a trendy moment and I'm always keeping my eyes on the trends but I feel like it's not it doesn't always need to be followed exactly how it is. It's not, you shouldn't wear something just because it's trendy. Like if you like it and you're drawn to it, go for it. But, but recognize that there's always room to, to put in your personality. And I think that's what makes everyone special and unique. Absolutely. I agree. Every time I see someone say niche down, I'm like, nope, we're turning it off. Like next. I know. Because I just don't agree with it. If I only shared 
fashion, I'm ignoring a really big part of my day, my day-to-day life, my career. You know, I hope that one day, Mike, I have a business on social media and I'm building that, but I don't only want to do that either, you know? So I want to share what else I'm doing. And if I only shared law school content and only became like a law school blogger or whatever, then I'm ignoring that I have other passions and I enjoy other things. So I agree. And allowing room for your style and your personality and to grow and evolve because we do change year to year. And you look back, you know, when you started and what you are doing now are different, but they, it, it allowed you to get to where you are today. So I agree. I don't like niching down. And I agree too, with the trends, like if you find a trend you like, do it, but don't, doesn't have to only be trends. Like stick to your classics, build a capsule wardrobe, have pieces that are true to you. You know, that look good with everything. You can style multiple different ways. And that's how you have been able to build such a great, like you in blazers and your black boots. And like, you have pieces that are, we see multiple times in different ways and it keeps them fresh and it's super cool. And with that, you also love thrifting. How did you get into thrifting? When did you get into thrifting? How well, do you, yeah. how do you do it? <laughs> how do you successfully thrift and get really good stuff? So I do love thrifting. I started so long ago. I probably started definitely maybe when I was in high school even. And it really started just for fun. It's still for fun. You know, it's definitely still for fun, but I've gotten better thrifting and it really it's like a personality thing so I have some friends and like for example my my older sister I my younger sister Lily she'll definitely thrift with me my older sister is a little bit uh she's more of a go to the store like the actual store kind of woman but you know it really depends on your personality I've always loved the thrill of the hunt and the chase and looking for you know the needle in the haystack (laughs) so that's how thrifting started for me. And as I got better, and I feel like the thrifting community in Miami is awesome. There are so many amazing pieces. And even when I travel, I always want to visit the thrift stores. And I really just feel like it's trial and error and lowering your expectations, if that makes sense. So I'll have people who will message me and be like, I went to the thrift store, you said, and I didn't find anything. I'm like, same, like it happens to me all the time. You know, you're not going to find something every time. There's, I go to the thrift store probably at least once a week. And so many times I walk in, like do a lap and walk out and I don't find anything. But the days that I find something, I like hit a jackpot, you know? So it's really just having patience, going through the rocks. And sometimes I've heard from other thrifters, the big thrifting community on TikTok. I've heard from other thrifters that they recommend having like a list or, you know, some sort of a vision board. And you want to say like, okay, I'm looking for a black leather jacket. I'm looking for a pair of dad jeans or whatever. And you kind of have like, certain pieces you're looking for and if you feel like you're overwhelmed when you walk into a thrift store I think that could be really helpful to just kind of narrow your focus when it comes to the thrift store however I feel like when I go in there the thrift store tells me what I'm looking for so it's a little bit more challenging but some places I always start I always look at the men's jackets and men's blazers always always and I always like to pass through the home decor as well the glassware is something I like and I find that men's t-shirts are really cool. I do like scan the women's section, but I find that I don't, I don't find as many things in the women's section as I do in the men's section, ironically. So kind of just have your, your eyes open. But if you feel overwhelmed, maybe start off with like, okay, I'm just going to look at the, at the jacket and kind of go that way. And then you could evolve into maybe taking it on all at once the next time, you know? That's a good tip. I like that. I, I'm kind of like your older sister. I always have that. Yeah. Like, I don't mind giving my clothes away, but I don't want to wear someone else's clothes. Like I can just buy it new, but then 
thrifting has become such a thing because of TikTok and reels and people like you sharing their hauls and Victoria Kramer too. And, you know, I'm like, okay, like I, I, I want to see if I have success with it. And a few times I have. So I want to get more into it. And I definitely want to go thrifting with you when I'm home and see what happens. But I I think that's a great tip to have an idea of what you're looking for, because absolutely, it can be really overwhelming. But I like that too. Sometimes it just, it's like Target. It tells you what you need. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We've all, we've all fallen into the Target spell. (laughs) Yeah. And home goods. But it's true. The men's section has sometimes way better stuff than women and like the home stuff. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your home style? Like you is a lot of it thrifted, a lot of it home goods, Target. What are your favorite places to look for home decor? How have you developed your style? What, or what is your home style? Do you have one? Yeah, so that's a great question. I Some of my pieces are thrifted and antique pieces, which I think are so cool because they add a lot of character and you can't find some of these pieces if you're looking in the stores today. So I like to kind of mix a bunch of different elements. So I really love you know, CB2 and West Elm, you'll find really nice, amazing pieces there. But if you're shopping on a budget, it can get a little bit pricier. So that's why it's really great to be able to thrift home decor pieces, which I absolutely love. For example, my coffee table is thrifted and I absolutely love it. It was actually a Facebook marketplace find. So, you know, when it comes to home decor, not only thrift stores, I always recommend offer up here in Miami and Facebook marketplace because there's a lot of really great stuff on there. So if you're looking to decorate your home on a budget, I definitely recommend that. Um, there's a few other places I really like. In Miami, there's a place called Nadeau, which they're a really cool furniture store. They have one-of-a-kind pieces, and the quality is amazing. So you'll get, like, really nice solid wood pieces, and I love that place as well. In terms of just the style, I feel like it's always changing, and I'm always tweaking things here and there. But right now, I'm really going for a more, like, clean and minimal aesthetic when it comes to that. A lot of warm tones, a lot of wood, and then... Um, you can see behind me, I have like some prints. So I always um, am mixing it up. And right now I'm really just loving the more like clean aesthetic for my home. Yeah. So am I, I mean, you can tell by my background, but this, yeah, is, yeah, temporary, yeah, yeah. this is a very temporary background, but my mom is renovating the house right now. I'm like, stop going so Ooh. modern. Like, no, like keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I'm like you, like your style is very much my style as well and I'm like I'm moving back in with my parents I'm like oh my god Yvette like what are you doing does not look good but I mean it's her house gotta let her do it but I need to check out that store Nadeau yeah they have a location in Tampa now they just opened one in Tampa and then in Miami so they have beautiful pieces and I think that their slogan is like furniture with soul or something like that don't quote me on it but yeah they have a really beautiful pieces and anything that you could find that's unique that's not going to be everywhere is nice as well yeah I love that and I yeah I want to I love the mixing of and you do this with fashion as well you'll wear designer boots and like a five dollar t-shirt and like a vintage thrifted leather jacket like same thing with home like mixing high and low and character and new and I'm very much into that as well and you you recently have done a quite a few trips um how, do you do work with brands on trips or have you been getting into that more? Because also, you also did Fashion Week. How did you get involved with brands and doing fun stuff like that? Like the cool, like the influencer thing and sharing your life at home is one thing. And COVID really allowed us to do that. But now you're, again, building back that business, working with these brands, going to events. How do you get involved with events in Miami? So I definitely think it starts with 
just building the relationships with brands. And I know that I keep going back to that, but I feel like everything is based on your relationships. So I really work, work on culminating those relationships. So you asked me earlier if I work with a manager, which I do. Um, we work on certain deals, but not all of my deals. I manage a lot of mine on my own, but she does help me with a lot. She's also um, an influencer here in Miami, Miami, Emily Sobel. She's amazing. Oh, I didn't know and she's your manager. I love Emily. Yeah. Yeah. She helps manage Olivia and I on certain deals. So she's Miss Miami. She knows about all the happening she events. Is. So um, she's a great person to have on your side when it comes to events. So, you know, she'll often recommend different places, different events. And then in addition to that, over time, when you have been in Miami for a while and you go to several events, meet different people, PR agencies start adding you to their list and they'll shoot out invites. And something that I try to be really great about is if I RSVP and I can't make it, or if I can't make it at all, I always try to answer the invitations. You know, I know a lot of people just maybe don't answer. Well, I can't make it. I'm not going to answer. But to me, that's where my background in corporate America and being uh, really professional plays in. I always like to give a response, whether it's a, uh, whether I'm declining or accepting, just because I feel like it gives people like, I know I acknowledge this. Thank you for inviting me. I can't make it, but keep me in mind. And I found that a lot of those same companies will constantly reach out to me every time there's a new event because they know that they're going to get a response from me. So that's something that I always recommend people make always answer your messages. And that's kind of how it starts with, with terms of events. And it's run by a lot of PR companies. So you always want to remain professional, follow through on your deals, follow through with, with everything. When you get to the event, look for the person that invited you and say, thank you for inviting me. So just little tips like that when you're, when you're in the industry, it really helps to put you know, a face to the name because since we're all digital, it's nice when you meet someone in person and you're like, oh my God, hi, we've been emailing for a month. You know, So definitely keeping that, that personal connection is really helpful. Absolutely. And I agree. I actually had Emily on a couple months ago oh, and great. we talked about this and how she got started building these connections with PR companies. And, you know, the, a lot of similar advice that you're giving. And I, I love that, that, you know, you always build the relationships. I think the people, it's all who, you know, building those relationships with people will go so, so far in everything that you do and you know if you can't go saying thank you so much I'm sorry I can't make it and maybe it'll be like here give it to a friend and you're passing it along or just because you answered they'll yeah tell you about the next event and absolutely seeing them when you get to the event making sure you make that connection absolutely I love that I'm really excited to move home and start going to more events I got to go to Miami swim week for the first time last year (laughs) and I won't be able to go this year because of the bar exam but definitely next year I want to go again and I'm hopefully getting to go to more events now that Miami is opening up and starting to have more events for sure and we got a couple questions actually from Gato you are a very confident person or at least outwardly and I think people gravitate towards you because you are confident you put out you know really good energy you're not always happy of course but like your your content radiates like joy and happiness and sure of yourself how have you become so confident where does that come from for you well thank you that's something that I'm constantly working on it's it's an it's work every day you know you don't wake up every morning you're like I am so confident but it takes it's a lot of self-work and I feel like you know my family and my friends are so incredibly supportive And whenever you need that extra push of confidence, they're the first ones to kind of hype me up. And that's really helpful. And 
ever since I was a kid, honestly, I've always had a lot of confidence. And through the years, you grow up, you go through puberty, you go through love, heartbreak, you go through everything. And, you know, sometimes your confidence wavers a bit. But just always, um, you know, centering yourself and bringing it back is something that's really important. And I find, you know, reading, reading books that you think could help you with that, talking to good friends, therapy, all of these things are things that I've done myself and that are incredibly helpful in, in really honing in on what makes you happy. And I feel like when you're doing what makes you happy and you're surrounded by people who make you happy as well, your confidence starts to grow. When you have the right support system, it's, I feel like it makes it easier to be outwardly confident. So, you know, I, I always feel like I try to bring it back and, and recognize who I want to be, how I want to make other people feel and try to keep that positive energy at all times. And always remember at the end of the day, what you deserve, how you want to treat other people. And I, re I really believe in karma. So I think it's all, it's all cyclical. It's in the universe, you know, keeping your, your energy high. So I feel like that's a really long winded way to say that, um, you know, confidence is something that you have to work on constantly. And you want to surround yourself around people who, who are going to support you in that. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And I think you've built a really great community of people in your life, friends, family, the people that follow you, the people you follow, where you are able to share those things and talk about, you know, that and help people find their confidence by showing others how you are able to be so confident and being so open about, you know, we have bad days, but I get to have a support system. I get to do what I love and there's a bigger picture and a bigger purpose for it. And, you know, find like solace in that. And that helps you be more confident too, because you know, you love what you do and you're doing what makes you happy. And I think that's super important. And with that, what's the best advice you've ever been given, whether it's about work, whether it's about life, love, whatever it is, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Wow. Um, that's interesting. So that's going to make me think. So I'll probably Blame come up with a better This is all Gato's <laughs> question. <laughs> I will probably, this is funny that it was her because I'm going to give, I'm going to tell you what I told her. So we've had this conversation before. And when it comes to discussing, like, you know, we're constantly talking about, you know, work, love life, all these different things. So it's one of these things that it's, I, people constantly ask yourself, like, what if it doesn't work out? And it's a quote that I really love. And it's like, oh, it's a risk to love. What if it doesn't work out? And then it's, but what if it does? And that, but what if it does really rings true to me because for so many, it could be applied to so many different circumstances. You know, man, I don't want to take that risk in my career. I don't want to do that professionally. And it's like, what if it doesn't work out? And it's like, wait, but what, what if it does? Yeah. What if it does? And where can that propel you? What is the next step? So that's, that's a quote that I feel like I apply to a lot of, of different aspects in my life. And another piece of advice, I actually heard this from, Lauren Bostick, she's um, the writer of The Skinny Confidential. Oh, love her. So she's, yeah, she's an OG blogger. She's awesome. And one thing that I heard her say, I think it was like on an interview or her podcast or something, she said that there's room for everybody in this industry. The number one thing I love for people always love to say is it's oversaturated. It's oversaturated, oversaturated. That drives me bananas. I do not think that it's oversaturated. Agreed. And I always think of like, what if your favorite restaurant down the street didn't open up because there was a thousand other sushi restaurants right around you know you would have never had that restaurant and I think it's the same thing what if your favorite blogger had never started her page because she thought there was too many fashion bloggers so I feel like there's space for everybody this industry is 
growing massive. It's a massive industry. So there's room for everybody and nobody is going to be able to do it exactly like you. So bring your special sauce, do it your way and you'll be unique for that. So I always say that when people are like, is it oversaturated? I'm like, no, come in, bring it in. Because the more people are in my industry, the more value we provide and people now see the value because of the, the women and men before me who have paved the way and have shown this amazing ROI. Now, that's why I'm getting these deals because they know the value of influencer marketing. So it's, you know, I'm incredibly supportive of everybody who wants to join because there's room for everybody. Yeah, and they, it goes hand in hand with confidence, but also because people were confident and took the risk for themselves and put themselves out there, look at the reward. And now they're extending their hands out open to you to help you do the same because it gives you purpose. It, it helps your confidence. You get to meet people. You get to build that support system by having people around you that are doing what they're meant to be doing, what they love to do. And it all kind of, you know, like you said earlier, karma, the universe, like it's all connected. It all works together. And yeah, the industry is growing so, so rapidly. Like I remember I started my blog before I went to law school, but I've really built it and built this business while I've been in law school. And while I've been here, I was like, I don't want to do just like the regular law thing. Like I can be a lawyer in this industry because it's grown so much and there's a need for it. So you never know what skills you have. Well, whether you think that, you know, law is like its own thing, like, and not can't do and be an influencer. I'm a serious lawyer. Like, no, like I can do both. Or for you, like you worked in corporate America and you, you know, people will look at that and be like, oh, but you worked in sales. Like, and now you're an influencer like how does that work like they all work together this industry is growing so much it's becoming not just like people blogging in their bedrooms it's an industry now and it's a business and you you can do so much with that so I think that's a great piece of advice and I agree I don't think it's saturated at all I think if someone out there is going to want to see what you're doing curate Mm -hmm. like nurture that audience and the more you are you like and with like on growth too and like building an audience like don't look for new followers like like nurture the ones you do have and more will come and I think you do a really great job of that and that's why it's slow growth but you've been able to grow and build this business even not having like the numbers that everyone expects people to have or they say that you should have to be making this amount of money or doing these amount of deals like you know because the people that you do have they love what you're doing right now and they want to know what you're doing and they they engage with you so I think that's I love that piece of advice too and last question to go along with that what is your dream collaboration who would you love to work with wow um let me think my dream collaboration you know I feel like it would always always be a dream to to collaborate with a major fashion house you know whether it be like Balenciaga Chanel Dior a major fashion house would be a goal for me for sure I, I recently was put on the PR list for YSL Beauty. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, this is crazy. And I remember so, you posted that. And I was like, oh my God, I want that. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. Like me, are you sure? Like, <laughs> so that was kind of a pinch me moment. So being able to, to work on a collaboration because, you know, the first step you're on the PR list and then you eventually transition into like a full collaboration or being able to, to be dressed by, by one of these brands at one of their fashion shows would be an incredible opportunity. But there are so many brands that I, that I love working with and I would dream to work with that, you know, every time a new deal comes in, I'm like, oh my God, like this is so cool. So there's a lot of pinch me moments and being able to work with brands that I 
use like daily has been has been awesome so I feel like maybe one of those just as like my fashion that's what my fashion heart <laughs> wants to say but but honestly there's so many brands that I feel so like blessed to work with yeah absolutely when I'm home we need to get drinks or get brunch and go thrifting and I'm just yes. I've met Olivia I've I haven't met Alexa in person, um, but I want to, you know, meet with Alexa, meet with you, hopefully one day meet Garo and just start building my friendships and my community of girls in Miami. And one thing I really want to do is start building like a, you know, monthly like brunch or like community where we all like get together and like, like how you guys bounce ideas off each other, build a bigger community of that. And my podcast is kind of the intro for me to be able to do that and build, you know, the way that there's like blogger networks and stuff like bloggers who brunch and things like that in LA and New York. Like I would love to do something like that in Miami. And I think you guys are, you're paving the way for that. So thank you guys for that. Well, absolutely. Yeah. So where can everyone find you plug yourself, share all your links and stuff, and I'll put everything in the show notes so everyone can go check it out. Yeah. I kind of keep the same handle across everything. It's at Laura M Vila. Vila has one L. I have a lot of people throwing an extra L in there, but yeah, at Laura M Vila on Instagram and TikTok. Those are my two main platforms. TikTok is kind of a newer venture, but I'm having so much fun on that app that um, that I recommend everybody to to hop on TikTok at some point. They've really nailed their algorithm. So my for you page is like exactly what I want to see constantly. So they really have me like trapped in there for a long time. But <laughs> yeah, so at Laura Mvila is where I have um, everything there, and you know my DMs are always open. I love chatting with everyone on my on my DMs. So. So yeah, those are my main, my main platforms. Perfect. I am so grateful that you came on. I love this conversation. I can't wait to meet you and chat more. And it's just like my little Miami heart who has been out of Miami for a few years. I've just like seeing like my Miami girls do the things that I want to do. It just makes me so, so excited. So thank you so much for coming on and yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this has been incredible and you're also killing it as well. Doing- thank you this and law school and managing your page is no easy feat but you are but you are doing it so i want to commend you on that as well you're doing an amazing job thank you don't you just want laura to be your new bff because same i mean that's the cool thing about social media right that they are our bffs online talking in the dms and comments and celebrating each other's ups and downs along the way and that's the beauty of social media and i'm really grateful that i get to have such great social media friends but also now get to have some of them in real life now that i'm back home and i'm just really excited to meet her in person finally and chat with her and have so much fun because truly she is someone that i just generally like she's infectious i want to be around her and i love her so much so i hope you guys loved her too go check her out if you haven't already i will link everything in the show notes Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I know I say it a lot, but I'm truly so grateful for this opportunity to have a podcast and to share my story with you guys, to be a vehicle for other people, share their stories, and to connect with you guys on a deeper level every single week. So thank you guys so, so much for listening. If you liked it, please leave a rating and review. As always, I will be sharing reviewers of the week whenever I start getting more reviews. So do leave a review and I will shout you out. Tag us if you are listening you know, screenshot the episode, share the link, share with a friend, send it to someone that needs to hear it, or a tidbit in the conversation, send them a clip. It really does grow the show. It means so much. And I love 
seeing new people find the episodes and tell me they loved an episode or loved a guest and it really just means the world to me. As I'm listening back, I just want to clarify I am not crying while I am recording this, but I am super stuffy from allergies, from my emotions, and because I had a little bit of wine at dinner and I think it just hit me because I'm so I've been so emotional. I think it just hit me because I've been so emotional and I'm so stressed out. So, you know, downside of using wine to decompress, I guess. But anyway, I am not crying, although it sounds like it. But, you know, we all have our days. So with that, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I'm sending you all a huge hug. We all need it every single day. We all deserve a hug, a pat on the back, someone to tell us that we've got this. So if that's this message for you right now, you've got this. We've got this. Choosing confidence is a strategy. Let's go out and have fun. Let's enjoy the weekend to come. Reset this weekend so we can start fresh on Monday. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you.